0: Hello and welcome to today's Veterans Edition of the Four Ps Podcast. Today is the 10th of November. So today is the Marine Corps' birthday. And yes, we are going to definitely be talking to a Marine today, a very successful Marine at that. Most Marines are. And then we're also going to be addressing Remembrance Day, that's up in Canada, and Veterans Day, that's down here in the United States. Both those days will be, or both those commemorations will be tomorrow on november 11th and we're going to be dealing with those situations and what you know what and what i mean by these situations i mean what the veterans are dealing with both in the united states and in canada uh they're very similar uh trust me on that we'll be right back after this
1: do you have the next big thing that world-changing whatchamacallit do you have a story to tell you need a show-stopping web presence you need the web spinners at webinit with big picture solutions spinning together seo stellar web design blogging podcasts and social media integrations you'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing idea or telling that next chapter in your story look us up today at webinit.com and remember you're not everywhere unless you're webinit welcome
0: back we are going to start today's episode talking about the United States Marines. The United States Marine Corps was founded on November 10th, 1775. They are a very proud branch. It is a Department of the Navy, but I will say this right now, if you ever call a Marine a sailor, they will probably uh, do some bad things to you There's a couple things about the United States Marines I, I remember when I And I am not saying this to be funny But I am saying this because this is what it is There have never, There's never been a president That was a Marine, never Now the Navy has a lot of presidential Marines um But There have been some very famous people That were in the Marine Corps Rob Regal, and that is the comedian From Saturday Night Live He was on the Saturday Night Live show He was on uh, a couple movies and this, that and the other The famous, the famous Golden Girl, probably the hardest of the Golden Girls. The author was a United States Marine. The Everly Brothers, both of them were United States Marines. Bozo the Clown, I don't know which Bozo they're talking about, but Bozo the Clown. And you know what? To stay with kids programming, Captain Kangaroo. Now, if you also, you know, there's been a lot of comedians, a lot of people make you laugh in the Marine Corps. I have no idea why. I will tell you some stories and the interactions I have with the Marines, and they do have a natural sense of humor. They really do. Uh, even though they're tough, they will make you laugh. And Drew Carey was a part of the United States Marine Corps. Lee Trevino, James Carvel. And if you don't remember James Carvel, James Carvel was instrumental in the um the presidential campaign of Bill Clinton. Uh he is a Democratic strategist, uh, and he really is. He's uh he's a very intelligent man. Uh regardless if you agree with his politics or not, uh he is a very uh he's a keen Democratic uh, or, or I would say political strategist. Gene Hackman, before he was messing around and being Lex Luthor, he was um a United States Marine. And then Yes. Shaggy. Remember Shaggy, Uh, the, the singer Shaggy? He was also a United States Marine, and those were the Marines that. Um, again, those were, uh, and we've had a lot of people uh, afterwards that were Marines. But those are people like, wow, the author was a Marine. Uh, I did, I did know that, but I didn't know that till much later on in life. The Marine Corps is, like I said, it's an, it's a great tradition. Uh, it's a great branch of the military. Uh, it's once a Marine, always a Marine, uh, it, unless you do something dishonorable, but you are always a Marine. And you always know when somebody is is a Marine Corps, uh, a Marine has messed up because they always say Marine, 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 Marine. But when they found out they messed up, that's the only time you'll hear former Marine. That's the only time you'll hear it. It's very subtle, but you'll catch it. So whenever you hear somebody messing up, it turns into former Marine that quick. When we come back, we are going to talk to a Marine Corps veteran who is extremely Proud of his service. We'll be talking to Jeff Clunky when we come back right after this.
1: Do you have the next big thing? That world-changing whatchamacallit? Do you have a story to tell? You need a show-stopping web presence. You need the web spinners at Webinit. With big picture solutions, spinning together SEO, stellar web design, blogging, podcasts, and social media integrations, you'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing, idea, or telling that next chapter in your story. Look us up today at webinit.com and remember, you're not everywhere unless you're Webinit and we're back like i said today we are doing a double celebration
0: uh we are doing airing this episode during the marine corps birthday but tomorrow which is going to be uh the 11th of november we are actually celebrating veterans day so all veterans get to celebrate today, uh, tomorrow. But today, we are going to give honor to the Marine Corps. First one's in, last one's out. That's who they are. And we are here with a dear friend of mine, Jeff Clunky. He lives in Houston, Texas now, uh, but he is always and will always be uh, one of my best and favorite Marines. Jeff, welcome to the program. How are you doing today?
2: I'm good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you very much. Jeff, I want you to sit. First of all, once a Marine, always a Marine. You're on your way tonight to the uh, Marine Corps ball uh, down in San Antonio, Texas. And I want you to tell me what makes the Marine Corps so special. Oh, gosh. It's a a lot of things.
2: Um, For for me personally, uh, it's the camaraderie. It's the, we call it the esprit de corps, right? It's the, it's the, um, ability for us to really resonate with each other uh, as Marines and be really proud of what we do, our heritage. Um, we take pride that we're the smallest branch in the military. We're kind of like the redheaded stepchild, right? Um, the Department of the Navy. And um, we really take pride in in what we do in, in our history and our involvement in, in a lot of the conflicts in the world uh, over the last, you know, 248 years that we've been around and um, the guys I found, um, who were so dramatically different from me in many, many different ways have become so close to me uh, through experiences through boot camp through uh, training exercises being uh, assigned in the same uh, platoon, same units, um, and, and that brotherhood never goes away. Uh, we're always there for each other throughout our entire life.
0: That is absolutely a true statement. Like I said, um, you know, I was in the Navy, but I, I served with a lot of Marines, and most of my lifelong friends uh, have become Marines, and they are or are Marines, I should say. Uh, they're great people, and 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 so are you. You're a fantastic individual, Jeff. So you joined a little bit about your story. You did not go right from high school to the Marine Corps. Is that correct? No, I took the hardware. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did so uh, after high school uh, I did the same thing that a lot of people did I went right into college and uh, at, at 18 years old I was not emotionally very mature um, I, I took um, the, the I, t- I, I got accepted to multiple colleges at the time I was living in Chicago and I accepted the college that was the furthest away from my parents house and that is And my parents always said you had to go to in-state college if you wanted some assistance and so In Illinois, I went to Southern Illinois University, which is six and a half hour drive from Chicago. So I went as far away from home as I possibly could. Um, Turns out that that college was known for its party. And um, Southern Illinois, at the time, you only had to be eighteen to get into bars. Um, They had legendary Halloween parties every single year there. And basically, what I did was um, party my way out of my first year of college. And they asked me not to come back academically.
0: (laughs) <laughs> wow, they ask you not to come back. Wow, well, that's better yeah. than mine because uh uh Buffalo State told me not to come back. So <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was not asked. I was like, hey, you are leaving now. Well, fantastic. So now you go to the Marine Corps. Uh what what skills did you learn while you were in the Corps?
2: well i mean the 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 basic skills that that i use even even till still today um the skills i really needed coming out of high school quite frankly that i didn't i didn't possess um that's maturity discipline um uh persistence strength um focus um and and determination a lot of those things that i could have absolutely used right out of high school probably would have graduated four years right out of high school um, but I'm very very lucky that my parents did the right thing and when I was academically uh, discharged from from college they said uh, college is on you now you you have to figure out a way to pay for it so I figured out uh, real quickly that college even back then was relatively expensive and so uh, I decided to um, I decided to join the military to help pay for college. I picked the marine Corps, in flat all honesty because of two reasons one is because it's the hardest branch i thought it was the hardest branch to go into and i really wanted to challenge myself i felt like i really needed to do something to myself after that debacle in my first year of college and secondly let's I mean, I, I love the Marine Corps uniforms. I mean, they looked awesome. And dress blues really got to me. So that's that's really why I joined the Marine Corps. It, it, in the Marine Corps, many of the things that I learned, I really learned right off right out of boot camp. I mean, boot camp taught me an awful lot about myself and what I can and can't do, and what's a, what's possible and what's not possible. And one of the things that I learned real quickly is is uh, persistence, tenacity, discipline adapting and
0: overcoming obstacles and challenges absolutely and then so you spend eight years in the marine corps you get out of the marine corps but you are still still even to this day serving uh the united states military you're serving our veterans uh right now as we speak tell us what you're doing now
2: Yes. Yeah, so I, uh, after I got out of the Marine Corps, uh, and I got a regular job in civilian world, um, a couple of years after I got out, I got into medical device sales, which is a, a field I didn't even know existed, and uh, found it extremely rewarding in a, in a variety of ways. But it actually helped tap into some of the skills and um, things that I learned in the Marine Corps. It's very, very stressful job. Uh, you're in a very high stress environment. When I first started medical device sales, I was doing spinal cord stimulator implants and in procedures in the operating room where the surgeon was was relying on me to give them technical uh guidance on how to perform the procedure with my devices and if i gave them the wrong answers or if i didn't have the answers it would not be a good thing for that patient so very high stress environment um very uh very uh, uh an environment in which i had to really communicate very well directly and accurately um, and precisely. And so I thought that really helped an awful lot. So I've been in medical device sales for now for 22 years. And over the last several years, I've really focused more on the VA hospitals because as a veteran myself, I do get my healthcare from the Houston VA um, in in, in Texas. And I see firsthand some of the challenges that our veterans are facing when they're trying to, to access the VA healthcare. Um, on a variety of different levels. Um, they you know, every VA is different. Um, one VA might be exceptionally really well run and, and great and another VA might not be. But in general, you know, we, we, we see that veterans do have a challenge to try to get their healthcare needs met through the VA. So uh, my wife and I started a, our own company and we actually partner with manufacturers that develop therapies that are non-invasive, so non-surgical, and drug free that will help veterans like ourselves treat their acute and chronic pain and and as a veteran one veteran to another if you've been in the military any sort of time you've got some sort of pain and uh whether it's back pain knee pain foot pain and it's very prevalent in in the va so it's been a great experience because we get to work with veterans one-on-one we help them with their with their uh with their therapy um, we make a great living doing it, but we also work with our veterans and we get to help them in a variety of different ways, not just with their healthcare, but we help get them you know, some resources they might need in other areas of their life.
0: Well, fantastic. And thank you very much. Not only thank you for your service, I think what you're doing for for us fellow veterans now. Uh, we definitely need people who are vets, who understand vets, who are actually going back and reaching back and helping vets. And 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 with yours, with like you said, we are all all of us in some way, shape, or form have some sort of of pain when we get out of the out of the military. And and I appreciate you addressing that absolute need. Jeff out of all the military branches this year that um had to had recruiting goal, goals the only branch was the United States Marine Corps that met their recruiting goals this year so i want to say thank you uh you know you guys won congratulations but i want to ask you a question you see a young kid walking down the street in texas or wherever uh what would you say to that individual about if if they said i'm considering joining the United States Marine Corps what would you say to that kid well, I
2: would I would ask them if they're if they are at the point in their life that they want to make a dramatic change for the positive. And, and that dramatic change for the positive is going to come through pain and fear and and toughness and some of the most difficult things you're going to have to go through mentally and physically to get there. But if you're ready for that type of challenge at the end of the road, it is absolutely worth it. As somebody who's been in and out, and it's been a long time. I graduated boot camp 30 years ago now. Um, I can honestly say that there is no other decision that I've made in my entire life outside of getting married and having kids um, that I um that I I cherish the most. It's it's had the most impact in my life. If they want to make the biggest impact on their life outside of God, their family, and their kids, it's it's the military and
0: specifically the Marine Corps. Well, fantastic. Well, as a sailor, I, I definitely say that you guys are, you guys are all right with me. You guys are always going to be all right with me. Thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate your time. Uh, we'll be right back
1: after this. Do you have the next big thing that world changing, whatchamacallit? Do you have a story to tell? You need a show-stopping web presence. You need the web spinners at Webinit. With big picture solutions, spinning together SEO, stellar web design, blogging, podcasts, and social media integrations, you'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing, idea, or telling that next chapter in your story. Look us up today at webinit.com and remember, you're not everywhere unless you're webinit.
0: Welcome back and once again I'd like to thank Jeff for his service in the United States Marine Corps Uh, and plus you know what I, I do what I love about Jeff is he is a he he is a Marine true and true this he has been out of the Marine Corps for a long time but I will say this about him he still puts on his uniform he's still very proud of his service in the United States Marine Corps and he still holds true to the tenants of the Marines of Honor, Courage, and Commitment. And and like I said, he is a he's a great veteran and, and you know what, he's a dear friend of mine as well. We are gonna talk now about a day tomorrow. We're going to kind of transition. Tomorrow is in Canada. It's called Remembrance Day. And Remembrance Day is actually a day that was is we're doing they're doing it in Canada. They're also doing it in in many British Commonwealth nations throughout the world. It does commemorate. Originally, it commemorated the end of World War One, and it was called Armistice Day uh, for quite a while. As time went on, November 11th went from Armistice Day to Remembrance Day. And it doesn't just honor the veterans uh, who uh, served and fell in World War I, but it also uh, honors the veterans that have fought in the other wars and conflicts after uh, in Canada. Now, I will say this. Canada does not have as many wars and conflicts as we do down in the United States. And sometimes you'll even hear uh, Canadians uh, talk about their veterans and they say aging veterans and it's very it's very weird to hear aging veterans even though we do have aging veterans down here we still have veterans here in the united states uh that have fought in in battle that are very very young i mean if you think about it uh we just uh left afghanistan uh two years ago and we are still kind of um in 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 round roundabout way still in iraq even though the the campaign itself is over we are still over there so there are still very young individuals that are are coming back home and they are still iraq and afghanistan veterans so theirs is a little different again like i said it is celebrated in the British Commonwealth and it is known as Remembrance Day. So not only does Canada have, uh, does does Canada observe it, countries like Australia, New Zealand, uh, and countries like that observe it. Now there are also countries that are not in the Commonwealth, France and Belgium uh, among others that celebrate, and also Poland that celebrate Remembrance Day on November, uh, I'm sorry, yes, on November 11th. When we come back, we are going to talk to John McKinnon, and he is uh, a principal at the organization called Veterans for Healing. It's out of Nova Scotia. And he's going to talk about the, the issues facing veterans in uh, our, our brothers up north, our, their country up north, uh, Canada. And when we come back, we're going to talk to John. We'll be right back right after this.
1: Do you have the next big thing, that world-changing call it? Do you have a story to tell? You need a show-stopping web presence. You need the web spinners at Webinit. With big picture solutions spinning together SEO, stellar web design, blogging, podcasts, and social media integrations, you'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing, idea, or telling that next chapter in your story. Look us up today at webinit.com, and remember, you're not everywhere unless you're Webinit.
0: And welcome back to the 4 Peace Podcast. This is our special Veterans Day for us, U.S. veterans, and Remembrance Day special for our brothers and sisters up in Canada. And when I mean brothers and sisters up in Canada, I mean brothers and sisters uh, up in Canada. They fought alongside us in many, many battles. Uh, Just recently, they were fighting alongside us in Afghanistan. And uh, I appreciate what they've done for the freedom of, of the for the furthering of democracy and and for the things that they've done for us and and like i said the brotherhood between these two countries uh it is never i don't think in the history of the world we have ever seen such a brotherhood between two countries as we do between the united states and canada and today we are going to put we're going to dedicate an entire segment to our canadian veterans uh and we're going to talk about remembrance day we have Veterans for Healing uh, here today. And we have John McKinnon, who is a uh, a primary principal of that uh, organization. Uh, they're up in Nova Scotia. John, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Ernest. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Tell us a little bit now. I know that you know veterans. When we get out, and we have this situation down in the U.S., uh, when when veterans, when when people from the military leave and they they go back into the civilian world, there are many challenges. Sometimes the challenges are greater in as a civilian than they are as as a as a war fighting veteran. Could you tell us a little bit about what you guys do at uh, uh, at your organization?
3: Yeah. So it, as you alluded to when veterans get out of the military for whatever reason it may be, they lose a lot of things that they enjoyed during their service, much like community, the care, the brotherhood, the camaraderie of your brothers and sisters. Um, usually when they go from uh, military life to the civilian life, they miss out on all those things. Um, so with Veterans for Healing Healing's approach to care, um, community, all these things, what we do is we, we we meet the client where they're at we see where they're at we see what they need if they need treatment we offer that if they need uh, help with any veterans affairs benefits or paperwork or anything of that nature we'll help with that um that's a really big daunting one because a lot of people don't know how to navigate uh, the system and it's quite challenging almost seems like by design um, but we help them with that then we help them get in the community get back to their brothers and sisters um, and along that, that time, we help them get on medical cannabis, organic medical cannabis that we have a, a licensed producer agreement with with a local company. Um, and yeah, so we really meet them where they're at and really try to try to rekindle that love of community and, and basically get them in treatment so they can get
0: back to living a somewhat normal life post service. Fantastic. And now, do they have? Uh, I know some of the challenges that we have down here, um, and and we're going to actually have a segment coming up uh, after yours. Is is there sometimes they get into the criminal system? Sometimes they they get into the mental health system. Um, how do you guys navigate through those two systems?
3: Yeah. So especially on the on the mental health side, we um we have a staff of of medical professionals. Um, we have numerous counselors, we have psychiatrists, we have uh, men's and soon to be women's only th- group therapy. Um, we have peer support every second week, uh, and that averages about 30 people every every second week. Um, so we understand the, the issues that veterans face um, from their service, be it PTSD, be it whatever it may be. Um, we're all very aware of that and we're all here to. and the entire staff is here to help
0: every one of them. Fantastic and then what about, uh, now you, you said that there were some by design, you said by design some of the paperwork and sometimes getting through um, and navigating through your veteran system is, is difficult. It, it's by design down here as well. I will tell you there are some major difficulties. What are some of the things, what some? What are some of the major uh, obstacles uh, veterans uh, encounter there and how do you as an organization, how do you help overcome those?
3: Yeah, I mean, our, our reach is only so, so dynamic, I guess I can say, you know, we have to play nice with veterans affairs, obviously. We're running a business and without them, a lot of this stuff doesn't happen. However, it's not necessarily user-friendly, the system, Um, A lot of veterans are of the older demographic and they're not technologically savvy. And in order to do anything worthwhile for your your benefits or for your coverage, you need to go through the process online. Now, so say if it's just some 70 year old that just came in off the street that doesn't know how to use a laptop, Mm -hmm. we'll help assist him um, or her to set up an account and help them navigate Veterans Affairs Canada. Um, now, I don't mean to sound malicious when I say by design, um, no. but it's definitely it's definitely challenging when we see that challenge, and that's only one small piece of the cake, I guess you could say. But, um, we certainly certainly try to help put as much on them as we can, and then whatever they need assistance with, then that's where we jump in.
0: Fantastic. And as far as community work, what do you, as far as like getting them back, getting veterans back and acclimated, reacclimated to the civilian community, what what up? What uh, what steps do you take there? Yeah.
3: So we we have 110 acres um, on the other side of Cape Breton Island. It's it's a retreat for veterans involved in Veterans for Healing. So it wouldn't be open to the general public. Mm-hmm. It's a closed gate property exclusively for our members and their families. So attached to that is a place called egypt falls and if you don't know where it is or what it looks like you should google it because it's this beautiful waterfall i believe it's the widest waterfall in nova scotia and it's on our property so basically we go there we do healing ceremonies this weekend we'll have a remembrance day service there that is the hub for everyone all the veterans involved that can go and enjoy it at their disposal um you know we also have events in the local area for people and usually those events draw people as far as five hours away that drive down just for the event um, so we're really building something unique and we have already built something unique where you go from your registration all the way to aftercare or to your community aspect and we we offer all of that in-house uh, we don't like the term but it's a one-stop shopping for veterans and their families essentially
0: well, that's fine. Well, and I will say, John, thank you for everything that you guys do. Uh, and thank you for, for taking care. And again, like I said, I, I know that I, I I wear the cloth of the red, white, and blue, but thank you for, but the, like I said, they're my brothers as well. And thank you for, for taking care of uh, our veterans and brothers and sisters up there and, and filling in a gap that is absolutely, uh, that absolutely needs to be filled. John, thank you so much for your time. Uh, if you need any information, any more information about Veterans for Healing, there will be a link in the podcast notes. You will be able to go to the website. Like I said, I learned a lot just from looking at the website. There are a lot of services there uh, for, for veterans in Canada uh, to utilize. And and like I said, there are a lot of things and, and they are very, I will say, I, I made a phone call to them uh, just to get a, a uh, interview. And it, it was the the responsiveness is just amazing. Uh, it's phenomenal. So if they respond to people like me, and I'm not even a Canadian citizen, imagine what they're going to do for you. All right, you guys have a great, uh, great time. We'll be right back after this.
1: Do you have the next big thing? That world-changing whatchamacallit? Do you have a story to tell? You need a show-stopping web presence. You need the web spinners at Webinit. With big picture solutions, spinning together SEO, stellar web design, blogging, podcasts, and social media integrations, you'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing, idea, or telling that next chapter in your story. Look us up today at webinit.com. And remember, you're not everywhere unless you're Webinit.
0: Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the interview with John. Um, again, like I said, there are issues, deep-rooted issues with PTSD, drug abuse, um, um, other types of traumas that 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 face military members all day. The battle actually starts. For a lot of us, it starts after we get out of the military because we lose that sense. And again, we always talk about, like, like my in my book and even what we talk about here, we lose that sense of purpose. That's why uh, purpose is so important, and it's always so important to go back and look at it and and make sure that you are serving your purpose. Make sure your purpose hasn't changed. And sometimes these veterans, they are still serving our country, but they may be serving our country in a different way. They may not have to put on the uniform of their nation. They may have to put on a different uniform. And they may have different group of orders, but their purpose of serving their nation and serving their community has not changed. And sometimes it takes organizations like Veterans for Healing to make sure and to repurpose and to re I don't want to say repurpose, that's the wrong word, but to to refocus that purpose and to make sure that it is again, it is it's still achieving that purpose, but it's achieving it in a way that is conducive to their current situation. And that goes on here in the United States we lose, uh, sometimes veterans come out, um, they they experience a massive transition, they fall into drugs, alcohol, um, mental health situations, and as a result, sometimes the decisions they make during that time uh, put them in a circumstance that now they have um, A criminal issue that they have to deal with. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Judge Jim Wharton. And he is a judge uh, in, in Superior Court in Bartholomew County. He's also the presiding judge over Veterans Court. Veterans Court is a fantastic Uh, And it is, it really is. It's a fantastic uh, um, uh, organization. It is a fantastic uh, idea uh, to help veterans regroup and and to give them a second chance. And Judge Wharton will go into detail about how that second chance uh, is given to these veterans who absolutely deserve uh, as much help as they need. We'll be right back after this.
1: Do you have the next big thing? that world-changing it? Do you have a story to tell? You need a show-stopping web presence. You need the web spinners at Webinit. With big picture solutions, spinning together SEO, stellar web design, blogging, podcasts, and social media integrations, you'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing, idea, or telling that next chapter in your story. Look us up today at webinit.com. And remember, you're not everywhere unless you're Webinit.
0: And we're back. And as promised, uh, I want this is my last segment. I wanted the last segment to be a very special segment. Uh, I have with me today Judge Wharton, Judge Jim Wharton. He is from the Bartholomew County Veterans Court. I had an opportunity uh, while I lived in Indiana to be a part of his court, as a volunteer to help veterans. And I will say that I that was probably one of the most enlightening experiences that I had outside of the military uh, was being in his court. Uh, it was such an inspirational, Beyond the the fact that it was it was you know people were were getting it given a second chance, this was something that was inspirational, and uh, I'm so proud to have uh, Judge Wharton uh, on my program today. Welcome, Judge. How are you doing today?
4: Thank you, Trunas, for doing very well. It's a it's a great honor to be a part of your podcast. I really appreciate the uh, the invitation to talk today. I always get love getting out and talking about uh, our veterans treatment court. Um, and again, I'm just very happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation.
0: Well, thank you so much. So we talk a lot about uh, veterans court, and there's uh, in and many people don't know what actually veterans court is. Can you please uh, explain to my audience exactly what the court is and what's it's intended to do?
4: Sure. So Veterans Treatment Court is a what's called a problem solving court and they are different from your standard uh, criminal justice system court process. So normally when we talk about uh, uh, someone that's involved in the justice system, they're involved in what's called the adversarial system. In other words, prosecutor versus defense. Uh, it's very, um, it's uh, the state has the burden of proof beyond a reasonable doubt, which they always do in, in any criminal case. But veterans treatment court and any type of problem solving court, which are we all go under the uh, the drug court model from the uh, uh, National Association of Drug Court Professionals, um, and uh, so the difference is is that this is a team approach to actually try to get to the root of the problem and solve the issues to keep that person from ever coming back to court again is the hope, is to keep them from uh, uh, from recidivating, what's called recidivating, which would be uh, committing a different crime. So we engage, in instead of a process where it's prosecutor versus defense, what happens in a veterans court scenario is that the person has, it's, it's a voluntary program, the person has already agreed, to plead guilty to uh, the crime that they committed. And as part of the disposition of the case, they are ordered to complete the Veterans Treatment Court. So what happens then is that the group comes together as a team. So you have the judge, the prosecutor, the defense attorney, uh, mental health professionals, and very important to the veterans court, the 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 VA, um, along with other community uh, organizations and and different veterans organizations, are all coming together uh, to uh, work as a team to provide this person, this uh, this participant, with. The treatment that is specifically designed for their individual uh, circumstances. Now, as we know, um, uh, veterans have uh, very, um, very unique sets of circumstances right. that might land them in, unfortunately, might land some in the criminal justice system. When that happens, we use an approach. We we connect them with their services that they've earned through the VA, and if for some reason they're not VA eligible, we connect them with services locally to try to provide them with the treatment and the necessary tools that uh, that they they need to be successful and to restore themselves back to the person that they were before uh, the uh, whatever got them involved in the justice system uh, took place. So it basically it's it's a five phase program that someone starts in it's it's anywhere from 18 to 24 months depending on the specific individual could be longer uh, probably not going to be much shorter than the 18 months but it could be longer than that depending on the individual and during that time uh, they are uh, they are uh, monitored very closely they're provided with treatment services uh, to try to keep them out of jail and this is an alternative to some to, to standard criminal justice uh, uh sanctions or or, or uh or, or rehabilitation services um and you were very gracious enough to serve as one of our original mentors our mentor this is another thing that separates uh, veterans treatment court from most other problem solving courts and that we have a thriving mentor program where where veterans fellow veterans will come in and actually, volunteer their time to mentor uh, these uh, these participants, to assist them, to help them. It's really a a battle buddy, not like a not like a, a mental health therapist or anything like that, but a battle buddy, just someone to be there to help them out. And and uh, that is that to me is the backbone of our system. It's proven to be very successful, not just in getting them through that program, but in establishing uh, friendships that go well beyond the veterans'
0: treatment absolutely and now this court is is this unique to bartholomew county there there are are there are other counties that do this correct
4: it is not unique to bartholomew county it's that there are uh uh, don't recall the exact amount now. It's growing. Uh, I know we were. Uh, I believe when we started back in 2015, we were the 22nd, I believe, Veterans Treatment Court in in, uh, in Indiana. These have been growing throughout the the nation. Actually, Veterans Treatment Court was started by a judge named Bill Russell in uh, in Buffalo, New York. Um, super guy has really been a, a, a mentor to many other judges and, uh, kind of, kind of forged the way to, uh, to getting uh veterans treatment courts all across the country.
0: Fantastic. And then as far as the success rate, uh, do you have any, uh, any, uh, you don't have to give me like solid numbers, but it, it is it a high success rate. Is it?
4: It, it, it is. Uh, we, the last I checked, we were somewhere in the neighborhood of a 73% success rate, wow. which is, amount uh, For criminal justice, that's that's very high. Some veterans treatment courts have reported as high as a ninety eight percent success rate. Um, you know, we follow the folks for quite a while to see uh, to see if they recidivate after veterans treatment court. Um, unfortunately, some have, uh, but the vast majority have not. And as a matter of fact, we now have three mentors who uh, who were participants uh, originally and graduated the program. We have kind of a we have a policy that if they if they, they have to stay involved in the program and stay with in no trouble for a year after graduation and then they can qualify as a, as a mentor themselves. And I tell you, they've been some of the best mentors we've had because not only have they uh, they've been there through the the veteran aspect of it, but they've even they've been a defendant and a participant and know exactly what the participants are going through. So we've been really, really blessed with that. So but yeah, that's. Um, uh, we, we are very proud of our of our success rate but again um, you know I'm the type of person that also measures myself uh, based on the failures as well because anytime that someone fails or is terminated from the program um, we really want to have a hard look at, at our at our program at ourselves and make sure that there's that we did everything possible to give mm-hmm. that participant tools for success uh, the theory of uh, of any treatment court or any uh, Uh, problem solving court is that it's easy to get in and hard to get out. So, and that's, that's the, uh, the, the mantra that we kind
0: of go by. Fantastic. And then the other thing is, is at the end of, of, of this court, there is something very unique. Uh, Once you quote unquote, graduate from the program, you actually have a graduation party. Can you talk to us about that a little bit?
4: Yes, we do. And these, these are fantastic. So, so generally when someone is a veterans treatment court participant, the um, it, it's kind of a carrot stick approach. There's a series of incentives um, and or uh, uh, sanctions throughout the the, the process. Um, some of the incentives, uh, uh, one of the incentives is that whole graduation ceremony there. But once we get through and everyone's graduating, completed all five phases, um, you know, we put on a, a, a a graduation that is um, uh, something that I think that they can be proud of and proud to attend. We've had, uh, and, and the community has been just fantastic in responding. We have, um, we've had uh, so many, uh, so many uh, outstanding guest speakers and keynote speakers. We've had Indiana Supreme Court justices who have came and spoke. We've had uh, uh, many veterans, including general retired generals. Uh, that have came and spoke, active military personnel uh, have came and spoke. Uh, we've just, uh, it's just been fantastic. And at the end of the, uh, of the uh, ceremony that we have, uh, we present them with their challenge coin and with what I refer to as not just certificate, but a diploma. It literally takes people, um, they can get a college degree in the time it takes uh, to complete yes. this program. And, you know, I have nothing but the utmost respect for people who have struggled with whether it be a PTSD or addiction or, or anything of that nature. I have the utmost respect for people who have the, the strength to get themselves to recovery. Uh, in that because that is not an easy thing to do once that has uh, taken a grip on someone so I feel like these folks have not only uh, graduated they've earned a degree uh, when they do that so we we've we phrase the diploma as just like it's phrased just like a, a bachelor's degree that someone would receive um, and uh, you know I know many of our of our uh, Participants place their awards that they earned through Veterans Court right in the same trophy case they do with the with the awards that they earned in the military, um, because that is how much that means to them to be restored to uh, to that uh, to that level again in their lives. And it's just such a such a privilege to be able to watch lives change right before our eyes. Um, and again, it's not it, we provide the tools; they do all the work, uh, and they are uh, uh, so. It's, it's something that's been very humbling and, and probably, well, not probably it is the best part of my job as a judge, um, uh, in dealing with, uh, with the veterans treatment court and having that
0: privilege. Well, absolutely. And I will say this, as a veteran, some of the worst battles that, that uh, anybody in the Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marine space are the battles they get after they are out of uniform. And for people like you to, to understand that and give, give veterans a second chance is, is a wonderful thing. And, and I want, to, uh, on behalf of all veterans, I want to thank you for what you do in this court where you, you obviously and you definitely give uh, veterans who have served this country honorably a second chance and, 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 and maintain that integrity that they, so they so much fought for and earned. I really do appreciate this and judge, I will be seeing you soon. Uh, I, when I come to, to the Columbus area uh, to either play hockey or do something, but I definitely have to go out, come out and see you. Uh Thank We'll be you. right back after this.
4: Looking forward to it. Thank you, Trunus.
1: Do you have the next big thing? that world-changing it? Do you have a story to tell? You need a show-stopping web presence. You need the web spinners at Webinit. With big picture solutions, spinning together SEO, stellar web design, blogging, podcasts, and social media integrations, you'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing, idea, or telling that next chapter in your story. Look us up today at webinit.com. And remember, you're not everywhere unless you're Webinit.
0: I hope everyone enjoyed today's episode. Uh, veterans I'm, I mean I'm a veteran and, and it's funny when you when you meet fellow veterans on the street the conversation changes. A smile comes on our face when we see each other. There is a there's something there. It doesn't matter if it's a veteran from Vietnam War and 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 you weren't in Vietnam we always say thank you to each other. We salute each other we are brothers and we know that we're brothers and sisters that we we share something that that is is unique it is a fraternity like or sorority like no other sorority or fraternity on this planet i am very proud to be a united states veteran i will say this i have now been out of the military longer than I was in and I will say that that was the most that that changed my life. It absolutely changed my life. There are people that I met in the United States military army and uh, Navy Marines that are still in my life today. They um, they 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 have, even though we're we're old now, and none of us could probably ever qualify to to pass a physical to get them in, in in the military now, but but uh, we would fight for this country even today. We would fight for this continent even today. And I like to thank my brothers and sisters up north for all of the things they did, the help that they gave us in so many wars. and we really appreciate that. and and again, like I said, that is a bond. That cannot be broken i have run into uh several uh canadian military members and it's funny that we almost we almost have the same type of 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 kindred uh spirit uh and, and that's and that's a great thing we will be back next week uh, i hope you guys enjoy your day off if you have your day off uh, but we will be back next week uh don't forget that I will have a entrepreneurial virtual meeting. Uh, we will have a virtual session. Uh, it is going to be great. It's out of Oklahoma City. I want you guys to attend. Uh, don't forget also that we are now expanding our podcast. Uh, uh, I would say our podcast platforms. We will be on Apple, Amazon. We will be Spotify, which we've been on for a long time, Google. Uh, So we are actually moving. We're growing up. I know that the funny thing is, is when I started telling everybody about my my podcast, I was like, hey, it's like, so I went on Apple. I couldn't find you. Well, okay, no, you couldn't. But next time, you can. You can absolutely find us. I thoroughly enjoy being here with you guys. Happy Veterans Day. Happy Remembrance Day to our folks in Canada. I will see you next week. Bye-bye.